Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Are you a horror movie-watching grandbaby? Like, you know, The Sixth Sense and, you know, that genre. Maybe, even if it's not now, have you watched it before? Okay, so think about the last or the horror film that kind of just comes to your mind. Think about that. The first time that you watched it, did you jump at all the potential jump scares? Like when Freddy Cougar came on the scene, was you like, oh, okay. oh my gosh, <laughs> I should have expected that, but I did, you understand? And did you watch that particular movie again? And did you find yourself jumping at the same potential jump scares? Eventually, no, right? And then the third or however many more times you watched thereafter, did you notice that because now the jump scares wasn't a part of the movie watching experience, now you were able to find some possibly humorous portions of a horror movie? You laughing at parts that you didn't laugh at the first time because now you have a different posture and a different perspective and a different kind of it, it you, you you feel different so when you feel different you can watch it differently right dare I say that that is what we're experiencing in life like literally some of the things that you are facing are first time things for you like you've never had to battle in this kind of area you've never had to go against this kind of person in your professional life. You've never had to come against this particular Goliath. And it is potentially giving you a jump scare. But can I go ahead and just let you know that you can watch it, even if it's your life, even if it's your experience, even if it's something that is scary to you, you can watch it with the same posture that you would have a horror film the second and third time. Like, you can understand that this movie was intended to scare, that this movie was intended to be spooky-booky, that there were some potential jump scares that the writer and director wanted you to jump at. But because you've seen this before, because you've been possibly, I don't know, maybe someone did a spoiler alert, maybe there was something that you're like, yo, I saw this clip, so this particular portion of the movie is not scary. You can do the same thing for your life because, uh, dare I say, spoiler alert, there are so many promises in the Bible that tell you how this thing's going to work out. Like, I know that you're living it out, but it's already been worked out. And if you truly believe that and stop pulling out scriptures and foundational things that apply to your circumstance, you'll start to look at your Goliath like you're not even that big and scary anyway. How is it that a nine foot Goliath David was able to look up and be like, mm, light work, <laughs> you know what, pass me a couple of these um pebbles, if you will, smooth stones, however you want to call it. But like, yeah, like this is nothing, bro. I did tigers and lions and bears and oh my, like this is nothing. And And if you're honest with yourself, you may not have seen Goliath before, but somewhere in your past, God already conditioned you to be okay with facing the Goliath like no David didn't see a Goliath before but David's looking like yo how many men do you know will go ahead and club a lion go ahead and box it out with a bear and come out to tell the tale like bro I'm a different kind of untouched and so if you don't know that it's okay but like the, the confidence that it instilled in me the way that I know that my hands do what needs to be done is giving very much um battered and bruised sir like how y'all want to do it 
it. And so while you may be over there with Saul on the army and your full armor, like you, you, you trained for this, right? But yet some people would train for something and you can't see it when it comes time to go ahead and execute, but not David. David was very much like, no, I, I, I did too much time. You understand? Being a shepherd, going ahead and protecting things that mean something to me, that I'm not going to walk past this situation and see an uncircumcised Philistine talking about my God. Like, yo, when it comes to protecting something that I stand for, when it comes to protecting something that I love, I don't let those moments pass me by. So the same way that I'm being triggered to go ahead and go after a lion, which that's not a human instinct to do that, the same way that I'm like, uh-uh, I don't care what this bear's doing, I'm going after after something that I'm going to protect, it's the same way that I'm going to go after this Goliath. I need you to start looking at parts of your life and saying, okay, this may be new to me, but this is not new to me. God already instilled something in me to go ahead and fashion this wind for my life. God already had and put something in me. He put a, a scripture. He put an experience. He put a tenacity. He put a ca characteristic that other people will look at it and they can look away. But you know what? I'm not wired that way. So you know what? You want to go, so let's go. Do you understand that you can start looking at portions of your, of your life just like that? That that confidence doesn't have to come with you after you've experienced so many things. You ever seen an older person and they start to speak whatever's on their mind? And you like, geez, and they're like, listen, I done got to the age and I'm going to speak whatever I want to speak. I'm going to say whatever it is that I want to say. And you like, oh, my gosh. While that looks like there's a freedom there, the real misfortune is why did you have to wait so many decades down later in your life to finally speak truth to finally speak what you want to speak no I want to be very much in my prime and be able to speak something not rude but I'm not holding my peace if it don't fashion peace within me if I need to address something I want to go ahead and with the Holy Spirit's help say the right words and the right things that will go ahead and diffuse that particular situation right then and there I don't want to have to get to rocking uh, chair stage or gray hair stage or I could barely go ahead and walk up a flight of steps in my 90s to be like I'm going to just speak my mind now because I'm, I'm tired of holding stuff in it's like so why you why you held something in so long like why did you walk imprisoned all your life and then decide this age I'm not doing it no more why didn't you make that decision before and so what I'm getting to is I'm getting to a place that I want us to all go ahead and start understanding that we can look at our lives differently that we can go ahead and start looking at the portions of our lives that may have dismantled us before. Let me explain something to you. The greatest gift you can ever give yourself is to dismantle the thing that used to dismantle you. I need you to start looking in the face of when you used to have a temper, because we're going to speak past tense. And when you finally get to the place that you start to go ahead and grasp yourself and say, mm -mm. <laughs> see, a couple of versions ago of myself, a couple of editions ago, I probably would have popped off and we all would have been barricaded. It would have been July 4th up in this mug. Do you understand that? But you know what? <laughs> I've already understood what triggers me and so now I understand that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put some things in place so that when those triggers try to come up I can go ahead and dismantle it before it even forms like the Bible says the weapon forms but it does not prosper but you know what I even think that if we pay close enough attention that God gives us an insight to a thing as it's forming like you can watch a thing and go hmm yeah, that's not that that that's probably going to trigger me. I'm probably going to feel bad if you come at me and say A, B and C. And so the point of being able to see that the point of God blessing you to see that perspective is not for you to just watch the weapon form. Maybe he's showing you that so you can position yourself accordingly.
Maybe he's giving you that particular insight on such and such talking about you so that you can go ahead and position yourself accordingly. Maybe he's giving you that insight on the company's downsizing when they're doing some changes, this, that, and the third, so that you can go ahead and update your resume just in case it goes down. You don't have to go down with it. Maybe he's giving you that insight on, yo, I need you to go ahead and get your money right. (laughs) You see what the economy is doing? I don't want you to pay attention to that, but I definitely don't want you getting wiped up and washed up in that. Possibly. Sometimes we stand on scripture and we don't understand that there's an action to it. Though the weapon will form, it shall not prosper. Yeah, but guess what? That's almost like watching through a glass window like, oh, look at the look at how they're forming that weapon against me. That's not what God uh gave you that insight for. If he allowed you to see it, then that means he's allowing you to be like, okay, I see that. Now, God, what's my role? Because um, you always give instruction where, where you have instructed somebody to to do a thing you always let them know hey listen I need you to go ahead and put the blood post uh yeah take some blood put it over the door post mm-hmm, so that when I send this out the angel will skip over your house cool also listen um Noah I need you to do mm-mm, no sir go for wood trust me bruh go for it please don't bring maple <laughs> if you bring maple we, this whole thing I, I'm telling you do the golf forward, yes, sir. Um, also, hey, listen, can you do like he gives instruction to whatever it is that he wants to instruct you to do? All the while, all the weapons can form, all the things could do what it's doing, but there is a preparation that he needs and that he's requiring of you. Let me explain something to you. I am so at this very moment, I'm so proud of myself. What I have been able to identify, arrive, and really just dig my toes into this new real estate, if I can call this season of my life anything, it would be, mm, it's giving very much worry-free. I'm talking about very much worry-free. And here's the thing. I wish that I took this mindset and this posture and I found it early on in my life because I am now starting to see why the enemy fights so hard for someone not to be peaceful because where there's peace, there's clarity and where there's clarity, there's unity and where there's unity, there's harmony and when there's harmony, Jesus flows. Oh my goodness. Now I understand why the elemental P works so hard to try to make sure that you have something to think about that's negative, something around you that's negative, some people that talk around you that's negative, something to, oh, here come, what you going to do about that? And, it, and it's always something coming up. But I promise you, arriving to the place that you're like, mm, it's a different kind of walk when you start walking in the shoes of peace the way that it says to do in Ephesians like literally I understand why God made the when he gave the full armor of God and and you know the helmet of salvation and he made the shoes of peace I get it I get why he made shoes peace because if you walk with that my gosh how different your life will look my goodness how different you will feel You'll start to blossom where you potentially tried to stray away what God was trying to prune you. You'll be excited to go into areas that you once was dreading. You'll look at people differently and understand, listen, at this point, at this point, I, 
I'm not trying to change people. I'm just making sure that I don't miss the change that God is trying to inflict in me. Oh my, yo, when I say a whole, a whole hiker's book bag lighter, I'm talking, you, you talking, I'm talking about real freedom. I'm talking about, oh, you don't need a spa day to feel like this. You don't need a vacation to feel like this. You don't need whatever vice of your choice to feel like this. You just simply need to take on this posture, recline it, if you will, of I am worry-free. And I'll tell you, because for some that may be super hard, like how? How you could be worry-free. You see what goes on in the world? This is happening. That's happening to the economy. This is happening to the jobs. This is happening inside the jobs. This is, And I get it. But can I give you a little bit of the recipe that God gave me? Okay, because, like, I'm t- the sauce that I'm getting ready to drench the chicken in, you may want to get you some. Like, I ain't going to hold you. I was going to patent it, but you know what? I feel like God want me to share, so that's what I'm finna do. You ready? You want to get a pen or something? Because, listen, once I get the recipe once, I'm not going to be the one to keep reminding. Oh, okay. Listen to me. The secret to the sauce, not even S-A-U-C-E, S-A-W-S-E, the sauce, okay? The secret to it is, you want a drum roll? I do. Boom. Bruh, God either ordained it to happen or he, <laughs> let me give it slow, or he allowed it and already factored it in. Let me give it to you again because I'm seeing the way that you like, wait, hold on. Mm-mm, ain't no sun in your eyes. Understand it. Process it. Take your time. Be a good grandbaby. God either orchestrated it himself and ordained it to happen that way or He's seen that he can use that for your good and allowed it. When you see that something is happening in your life, you can rest on the fact that either God went ahead and wanted it to be this way or God went ahead and already factored that into my equation. Either way, he saw that this situation will not deter from where I'm going. Sometimes we get so laser focused on what we're trying to accomplish that if something pops up that is not according to our plan, we start to feel every element of that frustration, irritation, aggravation, forget it, quitting, failure, fear, all the emotions, right? When and let's go ahead and do something practical. Let's say you're going for a promotion at your job. And you did all the things. You updated your resume. You got the LinkedIn freshly polished. You you went ahead and even went and got you a real blazer this time, okay? You you wore some hard bottoms. Like, you made the situation. Listen, because who not finna get hired? <laughs> you understand? Who? Who not finna get hired? And you did everything. I mean, you prayed. You may have even went ahead and asked somebody else to pray for you. You probably done fasted and was like, God, you know what? If it's in your will. And you said all your good grandbaby prayers, right? I'm talking my hands folded. Probably even got knee side on the bed. You understand? And you went in there and you did all that you can do. And these folks smiled at you. And it felt promising. And guess what? You didn't get it. Whoop! Who's upset? 
ding, 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 <laughs> somebody, right? And so you get, so what does it do? That literally starts to feel like somebody took the sail, the wind out of your sail. So now you're going back to work. You're looking at them like, Shh, I'm Yo, y'all appreciate hard work, so I'm not like whatever. Like you coming in late, <laughs> write me up. I don't, I don't care. You know, oh, you are a totally different grandbaby now. It's like a new social security number. Like what happened to your hard bottoms? You got sneakers on today? Like what? Happened? You understand? You look complete. I'm talking about Jekyll and the Hyde. Okay. Um, and but can I say something? I used to be like that too. Can I show it to you in the perspective that God gave me? Okay. So you did everything that you were supposed to do, right? Okay. And so that means that the only thing that was left, it was for God to make the final decision. There may be some decision makers, executive leadership, or whomever in place to make the decisions. But understand, the ultimate and final say is always going to be God's. That's why it's it's very much practiced, okay, that if God opened a door, no man can shut it. And if God shut a door, no man can open it. That means that in and of your own strength, in and of anyone else's own strength, you can't make something happen that God doesn't want happening, and you can't shut something down that God is for. So literally, uh, I'm sorry, do you want some biblical? Okay, so uh, the Pharaoh at that time when Moses' mother was giving birth, he was like, yo, shut down and kill every single uh, Hebrew boy. Like, that's just it. Bro, guess what? Moses is very much made it alive why because you can't shut down what god already has plans for have a nice day but then also um what's that boy Who, who's who's the one with the fish and um oh what's the name Jonah, thank you. Because I was like, what? what kind of grandbaby was he again? Okay, so when Jonah got his instructions on y'all, I need you to go ahead and go to Nineveh, okay? I need you to tell these people. Jonah was like, uh, I'm going to head out, but I'm not going the direction you told. Um, them boys on the on the ship with him, when, when everything was happening and the boat's breaking down, they was like, bro, what happened? Jonah was like, um, it's me. I wasn't obeying the Lord, so that's why this is happening. They was like, okay, so they trying to throw cargo off the boat. They trying to do a whole bunch to stop the boat from breaking down. But God had a plan. Like, bro, y'all, he going to listen to me or it's going to be a wrap. So Jonah was like, listen, just go ahead and throw me in the water. They was like, bro, you want me to throw? Just, I'm telling you, just throw me in the water. And when they threw Jonah in the water, everything subsided. They were like, oh, snap. Yeah, y'all tried to stop something that God was like, nah, not until he listens to me. And then earlier on in Moses' life, you tried to kill something that God had a plan for. God was like, nah, I'll put on the heart of two two uh, midwives that, yo, y'all better listen to me. You heard me? Oh, okay, just want to make sure y'all heard me. Do you understand that? Do you see how great lengths God goes for the extremity of stop playing with me? If God wanted it to happen, can't no man stop it. And if God don't want it to happen, <laughs> Can't no man try to make it happen. So then apply that to your life and stop looking at people like you stopped something from happening. And stop looking at certain situations like if you were there and if I had and if it was more money and if I had a support system. No, no, no. Let me explain something to you. Real talk and you got to believe this. Like I can't just believe it for you. You have to believe that you have every single iota, every single element that you need right now to complete the season that God currently has you in. 
You don't need more. You don't need less. Because if you needed it, then that means that God is depriving you. And that he's not that kind of God. So I truly want you to start looking at things like, yo, God didn't want me to have that promotion. I don't have to understand why. And, and that's where maturity kicks in. Bro, you don't know what he ha- backing you down from. Bro, it may be some scandal that's going to hit hitting a little bit that he don't want your name on none of them new documents for um executive leadership because that looks real easy. Like, oh, maybe we can blame the new person. You do not know. You do not know if he's like, mm, hold out. Let me make them a little bit more understanding that I want them to give you a little bit more in your salary. So maybe if they really start to see like, dang, we really do need somebody. I was trying to save money and go ahead and combine two roles, but like this is not working. Then maybe they'll be more appreciative once you come into that role. Like you do not know. And, and that's the beauty and the maturity of Christianity. You don't have to know what God is not showing you. All you have to know is that if he wanted you to have it, you would have it. And if he don't want you to have it, then you need to be okay with that. God, why would you not want me to have a better paying job and you see these bills? Because maybe he wants to go ahead and stretch your understanding of, you know what, uh, I need you to work better with the money that you have now you haven't been doing what you needed to do I also maybe I'm working on you trusting me maybe I'm wanting to feel like that I'm not just celebrated by you only when you get everything that you want maybe I want you to still be your God top priority with you still smiling when you don't get what you want maybe perhaps that's what God's trying to do in your life and mind your business I'm sorry Holy Spirit put me there who are you gonna be mad at me or the Holy Spirit yeah there is something happening that I truly feel like God is like, listen, as much as I want to continue to pacify you, he's a good dad and he knows that that's not going to grow you. Pacification soothes you. It doesn't grow you. And that's the difference in one season to the next. Like I really, really, really want us to understand that you fuel the kingdom of darkness when you give your emotional energy away. Like they get excited. Like the next time you get frustrated, irritated, any of the aids that's negative, I want you to literally see a whole kingdom of darkness going, yes, yes, she's upset. Let's go. Oh, yo, he about to get, yo, he's going to get upset. And every time he get upset, you know, he going to put one in the air. Ah, like we still got it. Yes, it still works. Oh, you use that thing that used to upset him from 2003. Yup, it's still working. Bruh, he... We make a killing off of him, literally, because your body's responding a certain way. The doctor's got to prescribe you something. You got you you feeling aches in places you ain't never felt it. Literally, they making a killing off of you. And I don't know if you anything like me, but when it comes to the spiritual realm, I am super de duper competitive. You will not get a win off of me. You will not not with me knowing something. Oh, buddy, no, no, sir, I'm sorry. You said that y'all get a what? Y'all get a killing off of what? Oh, guess what? Guess what we getting ready to do? Bro, I'm getting ready to be so reclined, it's going to scare y'all. You're going to be like, bro, nothing's working. I did everything that would that usually irritates. Did you do the money thing? Yeah, I did the money thing. It's not working. All right, did you do the relative thing? Because every time the relative says something stupid and she feels bad and then she goes back into her show. You did that and it didn't work either? Okay, do something at the job. Mm-hmm. Do something at the job, and then she gonna feel all day. She gonna be holding that in, and she gonna talk about it, and it's gonna it's gonna last like two, three. Oh, oh you did it, didn't work. Oh, dang that 
that was the like top things we used to always do, used to always work. Why is she acting different? And what the Bible said um, when the elemental P was trying Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and nothing that he did work, the Bible said what? He went away for a later time. Mm-hmm. Did you see again where the enemy came to him? I mean, through people, but do you see again where there was another wilderness kind of situation? Did you? Because I didn't read it. huh? Right. So you mean to tell me when he runs out of things that usually worked in the past and it's not working with you, that he's just like, ah, he's a quitter? Bro, can you imagine me being scared of a quitter? Can you imagine me feeling some kind of emotional anything with somebody who don't got too many tricks up their sleeves? <sighs> Let me explain something to you. <laughs> I don't know. It's given very worry-free. What happened? We did, why, I don't know how we got to a place that we were responding to any and everything and all my mental health and I need to. It, what it really is is uh, breast uh, Free up some of that mental capacity with the stuff that you think about, the stuff that you hover over. The stuff, mm -mm. When my daddy hovered over the earth in Genesis, he created something. When you hover over it, you get more nervous. So don't hover because you don't do it the way God does it. What you should be doing instead is casting. You cast your cares faster than you start to care about it. Like literally and truly. And I, I, I knew that this wasn't just something I just stumbled upon. I was like, Holy Spirit, can you show me in the Bible? Because they're not going to believe me all the way, and it's okay. But can you show me in the Bible where it actually was someone that um, practiced exactly what it is that I'm feeling right now? He was like, absolutely, bro. I've been waiting for you to get here all day. I'm like, me? He was like, just read. Okay. So I went to Acts chapter 16, and I'm literally going to read from verse 16. One day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. 17. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. 18. This went on Day after day, until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. 19. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered, so they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. 20. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews, they shouted to the city officials. 21. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. Bro, what you saw? Anyway, 22. Because <laughs> what you saw to practice? Like, I don't. 22. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. Yeah, pause. Why? Because everybody's goats. Like, they, you just saying anything. It's like, yeah! Like, bro, did you see it? You so quick to lose your deodorant. Like, did you see it, sir? Anyway, 22, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. 23, they were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. 24, so the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. 25, 
Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners was listening. Pause, because late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around and around and around and around and around. Yeah! Come on, Fred Hammond, 26. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prisons were shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. 27. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. Open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself, 28. But Paul shouted out to him, stop. Don't kill yourself. We are all here. Pause. Sir, these folks beat you. Mm-hmm. Severely. Like, mm-hmm. And then a jailer was ordered to make sure that they, y'all didn't escape. So the jailer then went in and put you like deeper into the dungeon and then clamped your feet. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what time this was, but like then like at midnight, because that's real late. Right. Um, Y'all were praying and singing to the point that the other prisoners were listening. So y'all must have been able to carry a tune. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Okay. So then. (laughs) uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Pause. That, That just. All of that happened and you still had some energy to sing? hmm Why? Because it's giving very much worry-free. Bruh, this is not how they saw that happening. Where were they on their way to? Verse 16 says, one day as we were going down to the place of prayer. Bruh, that's not how they saw their day turning? You talking about a, a switch of events? Like, ooh, plot, plot twist. What happened? Yeah, you did not get up out your situation, put on your sandals, you know, go ahead and put your cloth tight real quick. And you wasn't like, mm, um, we, we should try to make it to prayer, but we probably going to end up in prison. Like nowhere was that on the agenda for that day. But yet I can't tell by the way that you're reacting that you're not at least frustrated by what happened, irritated by what happened. We're just trying to be out here serving the Lord and all this is happening. Why is this happening? It feel like more stuff is happening now than it was when I wasn't serving the Lord. Because time out, pause. Remember, this particular Paul was once Saul. Remember, he was the one that was killing Christians. I ain't seen nowhere where he was getting beat up, and that's good English, right? I didn't see that he was getting imprisoned and all that other stuff. He was the person putting people in prison. So now that you're on the other side serving the Lord, why are you getting treated like, like, I'm sorry, this feels, it's giving very much its worse, God. Like, what happened? But the beauty of it is that I cannot tell by the way that this man reacted, the way that Saul and Paul and Silas, I cannot see in their reaction that they were jump scared by this situation. It was almost as if y'all kind of knew, yo, if if God allowed it, then like I'm going to make the best of it. Like if God allowed it, I'm going to go ahead and relish like, if God allowed me, maybe where I'm at with, with, on my way to going to prayer, you know, wh- who who's in the prayer? Who, who would be at the place of prayer? People who pray, right? People who also understand and believe God, right? People who are already saved. But maybe God was like, nah, I need y'all to um, go ahead and testify and do some of that in the prison. Like, I want you to save some people who are imprisoned. Maybe, maybe that's why God allowed it. We'll never know. But what we do know is that if Paul didn't shout out to the jailer, uh, don't do that to yourself, sir, that somebody could have potentially 
mm, off themselves for no reason. And what you don't know, plot twist, <laughs> at the end of this, because of Paul not being hasty to get out of there, um, the next thing that it says is that the, <laughs> the jailer actually said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? See, that's the thing. Sometimes you, you are so excited or so in a hurry to get out of the discomfort that God has you in. I love the fact that the Bible literally says that when the doors immediately flew open and all the chains of every prisoner fell off, yeah, Paul didn't, they didn't move. You would think that that would be a like, let's get out of here. Ah! And it would be a mob type of situation. Mm-mm. No. Paul was literally like, bro, it's okay, we're still here. What is it about the way that God, that Paul and Silas trusted God that makes you look at your life like, why am I such in a rush to get out of uncomfortable situations? Why am I such in a rush to remind God that, you know what, I'm out here trying to serve you. I'm out here trying to raise my family. You gave me. I'm out here trying to love the husband you gave me. I'm out here trying to, and you all in your emotional bag. And God is like, if you just got out of your emotions and got more into me, I would tell you what to do. And you would see that I aligned it to be that way. One of the most beautiful things that I learned through watching Joyce Meyer is that she said that she understood God's love for her by watching her husband. And that for the first couple of years of her marriage, almost like nine years, it was terrible. And that her husband finally had to go ahead and let her know, like, yo, you need to change. But literally, the ministry that helped her the most wasn't her own, wasn't the one that she gives us, wasn't the Joyce Meyer Ministries. It was the ministry of watching the person closest to her. Now, that man could have went back to God like, listen, God, I was good before her. This is ridiculous. You gave me somebody with all these problems. She was sexually abused by her dad. She has all these anger issues. She's controlling. She doesn't have trust. She doesn't have family support. So I feel like it feels like I am literally on an uphill climb. Like, I truly believe that God knew it was going to take a certain man. It was going to take a certain man after God's own heart to go ahead and unlock a part of her that she could have never unlocked herself. Sometimes we are complaining in seasons that God is like, if you just stopped and asked me, you would see why I planted you there. If I planted you there, then it's a part of your purpose. If I didn't allow it, I did it because it doesn't work for your purpose. I did it on purpose. Like, I just need you to know that everything that does or does not happen is happening for you. It's not happening to you. Don't put yourself in a victim mentality where something is happening to you. Everything that happens is happening for you. Everything that I created in Genesis was, was all for you. And it didn't stop just in Genesis. I'm continuing to create people with, with hearts that will see your particular way that you work and your particular anointing and put you in places that you couldn't put yourself. I'm continuing to place people's perspective and how they see you so that you can have favor with both God and man, the way that the Bible says. I'm continuing to make things work and create houses that you did not build to create, I don't care what happening with the plants I'm going to create cars that you want to eventually drive I'm going to create land that's going to be a part of your legacy I'm going to create finances in the way that you're going to go ahead and do this it's going to permeate through the rest of your bloodstream like I need you to understand that your bloodline is going to change if you change the way you look at where you are change the way you look at where you are 
And God will forever change where you'll go. You'll be able to walk in places that, again, you probably would have dreaded with a whole different mindset. Like, mm, listen, I know why I tried to apply to different jobs. God is not allowing it. It ain't nothing wrong with me. God knows something that I don't. So I'm going to go ahead and continue to work in excellence here. Listen, I know that I be on these dating sites and I make myself very much uh, <laughs> aware. You know, when when I dress up, I you know, I, I, be, I be hurting them. And when I don't, I be hurting myself. And it's okay. But I, I have to believe that the reason why God has you in that singlehood is because, like, listen, at this point, bro, he knows something you don't. Yeah, I, I think that God would rather you wipe your tears and saying, God, I'm tired of being lonely than for you to say, um, God, I don't, after that experience, I don't think I believe in love no more. That will crush God because he is love. The Bible says God is love. Imagine something he created coming in your life, breaking you and you don't believe in him no more. Mm-mm, you ain't finna let that happen. You can have a nice day. Do you understand? My challenge to you is, can you sit different so you can see it different so you can get to it? It's giving very much worry-free. Yes, it's very much. You understand? But listen, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. You know what these conversations are, right? Okay. Um, There are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl, okay? This was a good one, wasn't it? I could tell because my deodorant, that's between me and the Lord. But um, I got to start to cook, so I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. But we talk later, right? Okay. Later.